is so wizarding. This is Random Randy Savage from Cult 45 Podcast, and you're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you said people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 418 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm alive. And the experts, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we got a tiny bit of news to discuss, and then we are going to jump right into our review of the newest movie starring Brad Pitt from Sony Pictures, Bullet Train. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing this week? Marcellus Reagans, how are you? I'm doing good. This past uh, Friday was kind of a big, it was a big kind of nerd day, I guess you can say. Uh, Bullet Train dropped. Uh, Prey, Predator slash Prey dropped on uh, Hulu. Uh, the Sandman, the long-awaited Sandman TV show dropped on Friday. And then probably one of the biggest things to ever happen in a world of Markellis, uh, Girls' Generation dropped a new album <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate their uh, 15 years of being a group. They, uh, they never really disbanded, but somehow they all came back together to drop a not a song, not an appearance, a full album. So Friday was a fun day for me. Somehow, Girls' Generation returned. <laughs> exactly. Yo, GG. Perfect. All right. Did you uh, did you watch all of these movies this weekend that came out? Or were you just parked in front of the TV? Or you were you too busy listening to Girls' Generation? Yeah, the Girls' Generation took up a lot of my uh, a lot of my hours this weekend. But I did watch Prey. I watched Bullet Train. Sandman is still on a docket along with uh, Paper Girls. So uh, as soon as I can. Find some time. That's what I'll be watching. Awesome. You didn't watch uh, They Them? No. <laughs> I, I don't think I uh, even saw the advertisements for that. Kevin Bacon is They Them? Nope. No. Nope. No. <laughs> From director Jordan Peele. <laughs> no. <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you? I'm okay. Don't really have much to p- report. It's... Um been a little bit busier at work so i haven't really done anything uh i bought digimon survive i think i talked about it last week it sucks digimon survive ruined your week so much you didn't want to do anything i really wish that i liked real-time strategy games i just don't None i of like them, them like on ever? pc i like them on pc like command and conquer but i do not like them other than that i, I haven't found one that i enjoy Interesting. I was always a big uh, Advance Wars guy. It takes a lot of patience to sit there and, you know, only be able to move so many spaces at a time. No uh, Final Fantasy Tactics for you? Nope. All right. 
all right, you know, not everybody's perfect. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what have I been doing? Just trying to deal with this goddamn heat up here in uh, Massachusetts, where myself and Mark Ellis uh, live. There is a heat wave. It's fucking awful. Uh, we have had the air conditioning running 24-7 for like a week and a half. And I cannot wait to see my electricity bill. Let me tell you that. Uh, and it's just awful. Like, you don't even want to move. Like, right now, I'm recording with the air conditioning and the fans off in this room. And I am drenched in fucking sweat. It sucks. <laughs> I don't want to go outside. I don't want to do anything. It's it's just draining. Uh, how are you dealing with the heat, Mark Ellis? Well, at least you have an air conditioner, so that's good. Uh, th- the way that I deal with it is I go to work. <laughs> I get up and leave my house, and I sit in my nice cold office at work. Well, that's good. So, yeah, I, I spent my weekend trying to watch movies. I was trying to get four movies in this weekend. Um, well, I guess I did get four movies in if you count. I rewatched uh, Everything Everywhere all at once with uh, the family, and I watched Prey. I watched Bullet Train, obviously, and I was going to watch They, Them. I wanted to watch it, but it's Peacock Premium only. Ah. Who, the fuck, who the fuck has Peacock Premium? Who has that? It's for people who want Peacock and wants to spend the $5, or if you have Xfinity as a cable provider, you already get it comes with it uh okay yeah i don't have that um so i didn't i didn't get to watch it unfortunately fire stick did not have it and uh it still hasn't had it as of this afternoon so i i'm i'm waiting for they them i ended up watching because i was just looking for movies under the word they on fire stick and i ended up with they reach uh which sucked it was (laughs) it was not good they were reaching for the remote uh, to change the channel as fast as possible, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, and and Mark, you know, you're not the only one. This past week, the new Interrupters CD came out. Got it in Amazon, and I haven't even opened it yet. So wow, <laughs> I haven't had time. But I was excited. I have not bought a CD in a long time. Yeah, right. It's kind of an old, old tradition. Kind of like the fact that they actually make CDs, like still new CDs. You kind of feel. At least I do. I feel obligated to buy one for a group that I actually like, or you know, a well, group they, that they I still love. make some stuff on tape. <laughs> Who the hell has a tape player? I I, I have one in my car because my car's a sloppy <laughs> jalopy. But uh, you know, the Interrupters released their new album on tape, also. But I was just like, eh, I'd rather get on CD. So here we are. But you know what? Enough about us. Let us talk some more about us, Markellis Reagans. Please tell the listeners where they can find more So Is Her Podcast. All right, so everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there t-shirts sweatshirts stickers coffee mugs all located in our t public store you'll also find our social media links there we have facebook twitter instagram tiktok so definitely get at us you can subscribe to us on itunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there if you can Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found and that's including the stitcher radio app podbean iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive 
exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. I want to ask you something. What? Where are you from? You're not from Guilin, are you? I... I'm from Japan. Japan? I know it. It's a foreign country, right? They have a lot of bullet trains there. <laughs> that, that is very true. I've heard I've heard about the bullet trains there. All right. He said we're only going to talk about news when there's something big to discuss. So, Marcellus Reagans, please drop the drop and let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, guys. This past week, Warner Brothers. Got a Warner Brother. Discovery Plus. Got a Discovery Plus a brother. It doesn't really flow off the tongue the same way. They kind of uh, imploded <laughs> the DCEU and they canceled, flat out canceled the Batgirl direct to HBO Max, which was rumored to go to actual theaters movie uh, starring Leslie Grace from In the Heights and Michael Keaton returning as Batman 89 in this one, plus Brendan Fraser as the villain. Uh, it was, for the most part, complete, needed a couple pickups, maybe some more effect shots, but probably about 90% complete movie. And they said, you know what? We're just not going to fucking release it. And they shelved the whole thing. It's not coming to streaming. It's not coming to theaters. It's not coming anywhere. Maybe to the bootleg DVD table at your local con, but it's definitely not coming out. So this is pretty big news. I, I can't remember the last time a movie has been shelved like this when it's that complete. What the hell is going on, Marcellus Reagan? Yeah, man, a WB is just going through all types of of craziness. Because remember, they announced the uh, the Wonder Twins movie, and they casted it. And then, like a month later, they're like, "Eh, nah, we're, we're just gonna take that right off the table." So for this one, uh, you know, I don't think they were gonna release it in the theaters. I think this was strictly streaming. And I think that's why it's one of the reasons why it got canceled because uh, the new head of Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, he doesn't believe in spending a lot of money on movies that are just going to be built for the streaming service. Any movie that's going to be a big DC superhero movie is made for the big screen. And, you know, making a movie for direct for streaming, it might work for Netflix and Amazon, but Warner Brothers Discovery, he's not going to be a part of that. So, yeah, so they, they eat $90 million dollars. Uh, and they have uh, some kind of tax thing, some tax write-offs that are going to get like $20 million out of it. So, I don't know. It, it, it's it's not a good look for them at all. Aubrey Litchfield, how are you feeling about no Batgirl? I do not care. I think that WB should never make a movie again. <laughs> ever? Like should. not any movie ever? I don't think that they've, gonna, that they've done a good job. I think that um, DC does so much better with TV shows and animated stuff. Yeah, I really don't care if they release another DC movie because their editing department has not figured out how to edit. Wait, they do better with TV shows. Did you see the trailer for Gotham Knights? <laughs> Didn't pay attention. It was horrendous. And that's also <laughs> off the table right now. So goodbye. allegedly. No, that's gone. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. That trailer looked like like you couldn't 
if you said this to SNL or like some skit show, like make a joke <laughs> CW superhero show trailer, they couldn't make one better than that. Well, it, it looked that bad. Their track record, at least, has been pretty good with animation and TV shows. I'll give them that. All right. Uh, you see, you are not lamenting the loss of Batgirl at all. No, I honestly don't know anybody that is, but I, you know, I also don't pay attention to everybody else. So <laughs> it could be, it could be true that there are people out there that are upset and I just don't care about how they feel. Okay. All right. Well, I'm always going to lament the loss of uh, Leslie Grace in tight purple leather. But, you know, outside of that, I really wasn't looking forward to this in the test screenings, allegedly. Allegedly, it's all allegedly is all a like third hand uh, rumors on Reddit. Please don't sue us. Uh, Warner brother said that this tested horribly. That the audiences said it looked like a TV show. It didn't look uh, you know, ready for prime time. Uh, didn't get good audience scores and test screenings. But then again, you know, what do audiences and test screenings know, Mark? I don't know. They, usually they're, they're a somewhat good barometer, at least when it comes to um, the uh, <laughs> I was going to say, at least when it comes to the DC movies. But I guess. I guess the, that track record hasn't really been proven yet because the movies still <laughs> suck. <laughs> That's true. That is true. So uh, allegedly it's scored on the same level as Shazam 2 and Black Adam, uh, which is kind of scary. So I guess maybe the hierarchy of power is not changing in the DCEU. But <laughs> it's it, it, it's very weird. Do you think, Mark, going forward, this is going to affect them at all? Period. Does this affect them making DCEU movies? Does this affect them making movies with like directors or big time actors being scared they're going to cancel the movie because michael keaton is not a small name you know i could see okay if, if he wasn't in it i could almost see like okay this is like small level small time movie it wasn't going to fit in their plans so they whacked it but i mean this would have been in theory the first time or maybe second i'm not sure the release dates at this point because the dc stuff is floating all over the place this would have been a big deal to see michael keaton back as batman again Dude, that alone would have put butts in the seats. Like they would have made that ninety million back, or at least close to it anyway, just by saying, "Oh, look, one of the most popular Batman's is back." You want older Bruce Wayne? Here you go. I do think it is going to affect because they need a win. They need to have something that's like, "Okay, look, folks, we actually do know what we're doing. We can't. They can't rely on Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker uh, forever." You know, they, in a musical yeah, with, right, with Lady Gaga like that. That's not going to be the bread and butter of the DCEU. They need to have a win. DC Super Pets might not be the one that's going to do it either. So it doesn't look like the hierarchy of <laughs> the DC Super Pets universe is changing. At all. So, yeah, if I was a director, if I was um, coming onto the, the WB Discovery now uh, and I wanted to do a superhero movie. If my name isn't J.J. Abrams, I'm going to be a little bit worried about what the CEO is going to do. So, yeah, I think it is going to affect their future projects. I think J.J. is is OK. I think his 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 ideas for the D.C. superheroes is going to be solid because he has a proven track record. But anyone else coming up? Nah, they're, they're going to be on thin ice. Maybe they should just bring Sam Raimi in. That's your solution for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Aubrey, what would it take, Aubrey? For DCEU to win you back, like in a magical world where anything get a can new happen. editing team. <laughs> Besides the editing team, what what do you need to see for you to get excited about a DC movie? I don't know. I think I like their more um, dark and gritty stuff than I do like 
the movies that are kind of more lighthearted haven't hit as well. And I think that for DC, a lot of their stuff is dark. And I think if they could tap into a director that's good at that, they would really go far. What about you, Mark? What can they do to bring you back? If they made a static shock movie directed by Jordan Peele, I'm I'm back. <laughs> I'm I'm in. <laughs> but then they'll cancel it if <laughs> when it's ninety percent done. Exactly. The week before it comes out, they're like, "Hey, you know, we're just gonna shelve it." Do you think they should reboot the whole thing? Should they just completely start over? No, no. I think letting filmmakers kind of have their own. Uh, style to the movies, I think it, it's worked out good for them, as, at least regarding like the Christopher Nolan movies, regarding uh, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. I think letting filmmakers kind of play in that universe and and design it the way that they want to design it might work a little bit better for them. I mean, Matt Reeves' Batman, uh, as much as I have issues with it, it was successful. So, you know, I think that should be the way that they they should move forward instead of trying to make a cinematic universe. Forget that. I just want him to make a good movie. One good movie. Can we get like a good Superman movie? We haven't had one since 1980. So, (laughs) I mean, we've been waiting a while. Be nice to get a good Superman movie. I don't need Henry Cavill back or anything like crazy. I just need a good Superman movie. What about uh, the Batman? Should the Batman tie into this, Aubrey? Um, I didn't mind the Batman. I, I think that they should probably do a really good job making solo movies first before they even think about bringing in like justice league type stuff. Um, you know, Marvel did a really good job with Iron Man and we can look past Thor and they did did a really good job with, with Captain America in those origin stories. I don't think DC has done that yet. So rushing to do like a justice league movie was a bad idea because nobody gave a shit about any of those characters i honestly couldn't care less if i never see ezra miller again (laughs) (laughs) so if they could work on really good origin stories i i liked the first wonder woman but the second one sucked you know nobody knows who cyborg is aside from the justice league movies nobody really cares about the flash aside from you know he's only been in the justice league movies he had his own show but it's not even the same flash that they're using for the movies so nobody really gives a shit um they didn't do an origin story with ben affleck they immediately rushed into batman v superman and so the only the only two that had an no i feel like wonder did wonder woman come out after batman v superman yes yes yeah, so the only person that had an origin story before they started throwing them all into movies was Superman. Oh, yeah. I mean, who's going to watch that and really care that Gal Gadot is there as Wonder Woman? I mean, I like the Wonder Woman movie, but it didn't come out until after that. Well, I think the, the DCEU is a good example of what would have happened to Marvel if Iron Man Part 1 sucked. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's it's a it was a bad foundation to start off with with Man of Steel and it just kept getting worse from there. I, I guess the only other real thing to talk about is that Ezra Miller, uh, everyone's favorite Flash, he's been uh, charged with felony burglary in Vermont. So actually, not too far up the road from us, Mark. We could go up there and get him. <laughs> I got to say, not Aubrey though. We didn't know what I'm to choke slam or anything. So. <laughs> and I, I'll stay down here. 
I got a I got a cardboard sign right here that says uh, "Free to Flash," so we can go and stand outside the penitentiary. <laughs> Do you think they should cancel the Flash movie, Mark Ellis? And not just what, not just like the content of the DCEU, but with everything going out, Ezra Miller, should they cancel this movie? There's a part of me that's like, considering how cutthroat they've been with the Batgirl movie and with Wonder Twins, yeah, they can get rid of it. But I don't want Michael Keaton to take this personally. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like Michael <laughs> Keaton. So the fact that we got him back as Batman, he deserves a little bit of something. So I do want them to release it, uh, despite the troubles that Ezra Miller seems to be getting into, even if it, even if they, if it's just on streaming. I do want to see this movie. Aubrey, should they cancel it and don't just say yes because you don't like Ezra Miller? I've never wanted to see this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty true. Uh, That's pretty consistent all the way back to 2015 when we were talking about it for the first time. Yeah, I I feel like I've I've never wanted to see it. I feel like they should have canceled this one first, especially considering the trouble that Ezra Miller has been in. They have a very high threshold on what they're letting uh, them get away with. And they're not letting everyone else have the same grace, which I don't understand. (laughs) So I am all for canceling this movie. I think they should bring back the other movies and cancel this one instead. (laughs) All right. Well, I I think uh, a lot of it has to do with a $300 million plus budget on the flash as opposed to $90 million. Uh, yeah, so this movie's pretty expensive. Allegedly, it's a linchpin of their plans going forward for the DCEU. But who even knows with those plans? Because this movie was supposed to introduce Batgirl, was supposed to introduce Supergirl, was supposed to introduce uh, Michael Keaton as their Nick Fury type character. Uh, if, if we're canceling Batgirl's movie and potentially the Supergirl movie, what is this even spinning off into? Like nothing. So it almost feels like they're just they're trying to drag it across the finish line. Can we just get this movie out? And be done with it before this guy does something super, super terrible. <laughs> Just get the movie out, make as much as we can and be done with it. I think they'll have some, you know, rubbernecking train wreck effect on people who want to see like, what is this? And he's a nutball. How did this turn out? And of course, you got Michael Keaton. So that's going to be a big marketing tool. But. Man, I, I honestly think they should just scrap it. I, and that, that pains me to say. And I know Justin from uh, Epic Film Guys slash Brain Stew is going to be having a meltdown if he doesn't get to see Michael Keaton seriously <laughs> again on screen. I know he's been waiting a long time and Batgirl cut him deep, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you can repurpose that Michael Keaton footage into something else and, and find something else to do with it. But uh, this is just, this is just awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how you can do this. This is so much scandal around this guy. And every time you turn around, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse and scarier. Uh, he's allegedly just driving around the country with a bulletproof vest on running from the KKK or something. I don't know. It's just crazy. Well, he hasn't said anything at all. There's no um, everything is kind of allegedly, you know, and I know what I'm saying like I'm not defending him at all because I don't know the whole story. But if someone was attacking him, if there was someone that was going after him, they would be the ones that will be leaking these stories. They would be the ones to be like, Ezra Miller just took a, a, a stick of dynamite and blew up a supermarket. And, you know, these people have like their own agendas towards him. And he's probably just like chilling at home. Like, what the fuck did I do? So, you know, unless we get the full story, I'm going to say allegedly he's doing shitty shit. Yeah. I mean, it's all alleged, but it just certainly doesn't sound right. So 
I, I don't know. I don't know. I think if something like real bad happens, they're going to have to cancel this fucking movie and they're going to look real bad if something awful happens because it just feels like they're enabling them. They just they're not taking it away. And I, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to end up. Hopefully we'll be reviewing The Flash next year, maybe somewhere down the line. I know I've said this before, but no movie that's that complete ever disappears. Right. So someone will leak. Uh, Batgirl at some point and we will be able to watch it <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I mean, right now you can go watch the fantastic four movie that wasn't supposed to be re- released. There was the, uh, X-Men origins Wolverine cut with the uh, people still on wires and stuff. Um, yeah. It's my, uh, my favorite is the, uh, the pilot for the wonder woman TV show that uh, okay. the unfinished effects. Hilarious. And, uh, don't forget the pilot for the power pack TV show that never aired either. That's oh. on YouTube. Oh, I didn't even know that. I love Power Pack. All right, now I got to watch. Yeah, that was, uh, I want to say, late 90s. It's real bad. It's <laughs> real bad, but it's out there. Um, nice. So this stuff has a, has a way of surfacing somehow. It may take a while, but it'll happen. So I think we'll get to see it at some point. I, it may just get released as an unfinished work print, maybe something. I don't know. I don't know. I think we'll get to see it. So, yeah, that's it. We just wanted to touch on that. It's a huge story. Probably first time in a long time. A nearly finished movie has not been released and one right in our wheelhouse. So we had to touch upon that. But now it's time for the main event. My friends, we are going to jump into our review. Bullet Train, the newest movie from Sony Pictures starring Brad Pitt. Action movie. Aubrey Litchfield. Please tell us what Bullet Train is about. Ladybug is an unlucky assassin who's determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs has gone off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans as his latest mission puts him on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. All right. So as always, we're going to get started non-spoiler. So if you haven't seen it yet, you'll at least have an idea of what we thought about it. And then we'll play the sound drop delineating spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can bounce. The rest of you stick around for some more discussion. But to get started, what did we think of Bullet Train, Marcellus Reagans? It was okay. I kind of wish I had watched it at home. I wish it was like a streaming movie. I didn't really see the appeal of watching it on a big screen. But, you know, it's it was okay. Aubrey Litchfield. I, I, I agree with Marcellus. I think it would have been a good movie had I watched it from home. There's nothing that really draws you to want to see it on the big screen. I think that I would have been just as... I might have liked it more had I not had to pay for it. And I just got to sit on my couch and watch it. Holy shit. I feel like I'm uh, on the wrong podcast or something right now. Uh, this movie is fucking awesome. You guys are out of control. Yeah, that's that's usually the general consensus. Me and Arby are all crazy. Joey is the sensible one. <laughs> I am the voice of reason on this podcast. Oh yeah. I and mean, I really liked this movie, but as I was watching it, I could definitely say to myself, a lot of people are not going to like this movie or think it's stupid, and Aubrey is going to probably fucking hate this movie. <laughs> That's how I felt watching the movie. Uh, myself and both my children uh, loved it, though. We were all all in. All three of us, great. Um, for all for different reasons. You know, uh, myself and Colin loved the action and the comedy. Janine liked the action, the comedy. And uh, she thinks uh, the guy playing Craven is sexy, even with a mustache. Chip off the old block, I guess. That gives extra points on her score. The uh, movie's good. I liked it a lot. 
I can understand why you guys didn't like it. Uh, it's really, really, really hard to talk about this movie without going to spoilers. So we've got a couple thumbs in the middle ish to down and one big thumb up. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if you haven't seen it. Check it out. The rest of you stick around and let's spoil Bullet Train. We're not let's talk about spoilers here. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Yeah, Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right. Let's start with things that we liked about the movie. Marcellus Reagans, give us some things you liked about Bullet Train. You know, I'm going to have to agree with your daughter. I think uh, Andrew, not Andrew, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm-hmm. I thought he was awesome in this movie. I'm like, holy shit, this kid is a really good actor. And I'm trying to remember, like, where I know him from. I mean, I know him from, obviously, from uh, Tenet. He did that. And, uh, you know, and then uh, it took me a while. I'm like, oh, he was Quicksilver. Kick-ass also. Yeah, yeah. It, that that took me a while to get to, to realize he was kick-ass, but. He's so good in this movie. Him and um, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Like, they're both amazing. So the performances in this movie are awesome. Action scenes are really good. The style is really, it's really colorful and really kind of um, comic bookish, which I enjoyed. I like the kind of attitude towards the goofiness. Like, it, it leaned toward goofy, even though some of the violence was like, somewhat horrific uh the leaning towards the goofiness i thought was fun because i had fun with it but mainly the the main thing i liked about it is just the the performances i thought everyone was awesome especially kick-ass i thought he was great okay all right uh aubrey litchfield i know action movies are not your thing but was there anything you liked about bullet train yeah, um, I do like the cast. I think that it's a it's a great collection of people. Zazie Beats is is always amusing. And I had, I had no idea she was in this, but I knew Mark was going to be happy when she showed up. Yeah. <laughs> and and I always really like uh, Sandra Bullock. It's like a a guilty pleasure to to enjoy her as an actress. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson has definitely he's come a long way. I, I, you know, I think seeing Kick-Ass, I didn't really expect him to be as good of an actor as he's turning out to be. But he's definitely improved over the years. Um, other than that, I mean, the humor is okay, but I don't... Like I said, I, I probably would have liked this movie a thousand times more had I just watched it at home um, doing nothing. I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, that was a pretty good movie. But the fact that it was released in theaters, like it doesn't feel like it has the wow factor in order for me to care that it's in theaters. It's not something that I was dying to see. You think that if you could have paused this to get up and go to the bathroom or you just didn't have to leave the house, you might have liked it more? Probably. I, I think that it had enough elements to keep me interested, like the humor and the cast is really good. Um, in the story, it is there. I think like seeing it in theaters, it just being an action movie. Like I don't, I don't really care. I have other things to do. I want to lay on the couch and watch it, so I can pause it and play on my phone and eat popcorn and stuff at home. I don't, I don't want to pay money to go see this in theaters. You know what? I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with what you said, Aubrey, about it not having a wow factor. It has the action, which is great. But if you're going to sit in a theater and watch like this big budget movie, you want to have at least a good story or a good character 
development that you can like sink into and everything is so cartoony that it kind of makes it almost like cotton candy where it doesn't feel tangible it doesn't have that wow factor i absolutely agree with you yeah i feel i feel like it's like one of those movies where if it was straight to streaming you'd have been like oh that was really good for a streaming movie but for a theater movie it just doesn't feel like it well you guys suck um (laughs) joey's crying right now i'm not crying i just I really liked the movie. Um, it's very goofy and it has a weird sense of humor slash style to it. And I really enjoy the sense of humor slash style it has, but I could see why other people would just be turned off by it. Um, there's a lot of jokes that I thought were funny, but they also go on for like the whole movie. So it wasn't just one sequence about lemon and his Thomas, the tank engine stickers. That went on through the whole fucking movie. <laughs> right. And if you didn't know what Thomas the Tank Engine was, none of those jokes land at all. Mean right. So my kids both were obsessed with Thomas the Tank Engine. So for the three of us, it was fucking hilarious. But if you didn't know what it was, you'd probably be asked out. And if you knew what it was and you didn't think it was funny, that joke is carried through the whole movie. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it has to hit for you in the right way. The best compliment i can give the movie is it reminds me of a movie and again this is now taking it away from the big screen again and i don't think it had to be on the big screen i'll agree with you guys this could have gone straight to streaming and been fine this is not a desperate movie theater going experience like um aubrey didn't watch it but like nope a few weeks ago mark like i'm glad i saw that in the movie theater yeah that Um, would that wouldn't hit the same if the first time you saw it was on a on a tv Right. Top Gun Maverick, you know, like those are movies that did demand to be seen on the movie screen. Uh, this didn't or feel just that way. Shelved. What was that? Or just shelved, you know, oh. Top Gun Maverick, you know, it was good. Aubrey, <laughs> yes. release your hate. Anyway, this didn't have that before. It felt like I had to have seen it on the movie screen. I had a good time in the theater. We all enjoyed the movie. The, a lot of the people in the movie theater were all laughing, having a good time. But there, this didn't feel like I had to have gone to the movie theater. And the fact that because of timing, I had to go see it in XD instead of just a regular theater <laughs> made it even more expensive to go. Uh, that's that's a little rough. That's a little rough. But it reminded me of a movie myself where my friend Derek would have bought a DVD a bootleg from some guy at a table at a con in like the early 2000s who's selling uh, Japanese movies. Like uh, movies we would have bought like Versus or Azumi or, or just had that kind of vibe to it of, of kind of goofy. Didn't quite make 100 percent sense, but that's OK. Had some great action and the cast was fucking amazing. I don't know how you guys are are, are not into this cast. Um, I thought everybody was great in it. Uh, a lot of really hot chicks in this, Mark. Yeah, freaking uh, uh, Kamiko from The Boys was in there. I'm like, oh, I was just going to say that. So. I was thinking about this movie before we were recording and I was flipping through um, the cast and stuff on Letterboxd just to like get myself up to date with what's going on. And I was like, Karen Fukuhara. I was like, I love that chick. <laughs> and I'm like, I, like, seriously, like she's in the running for woman crush of the year right now. I, I mean, I think she's gorgeous and she's great on the boys. I was like, who was she in the fucking movie? And I was like, oh, yeah, she was the hot chick running the concession stand on the train. <laughs> right. I saw that. I, we've seen that trailer like a thousand times. It never dawned on me that that was her. Nope, not at all. And it, it it's so weird. Um, Like there were so many of those little cameos like Ryan Reynolds, Channing Tatum, Sandra Bullock. 
somehow still looks great, even though she's like super old. Okay. Uh, Michael Shannon, I was not expecting to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will find him. <laughs> of steel. And uh, shout out to Joey King for being not only having a great name, but being uh, very attractive <laughs> in this movie. And she's 23. So okay. don't worry. About I, was, I was just about to say fucking Ramona and Beezus. <laughs> that girl. Yeah. <laughs> Ramona and Beezus looks like that. <laughs> She's very attractive and cute in this one. Um, yeah. And, and I love the action. I like the storyline. I really liked the way it cut in and out of weird, like flashbacks, but I can understand why people would hate that. I think it skirted the line really well between being funny and having everybody kind of having their jokes versus, and working versus something like Zombieland 2 that we watched a few years ago where it was just nonstop or Thor Love and Thunder where it's just nonstop joking and you, ne- you never felt like anyone gave a shit about what was actually happening in the movie. So, uh, you know, for the most part, I really enjoyed the movie. But what about things you didn't like, Marcellus Reagans? Mainly the story. Uh, you know, ah. it felt like it wanted to be Quentin Tarantino. It reminded me of those movies that came out like in the 2000s after Pulp Fiction. That one Doom s- Generation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one smoking aces. Movies that want to be like, you know, look at how wacky we are with our storytelling. And that's great. You know, shout out to them for attempting to do that in this day and age. I just wish that there was something that I could connect to because everything went by the time. Brad Pitt is like flying through the air and he's caught by the giant stuffed animal suit. I'm like, this is just a wacky cartoon. Like I can't buy into any of this at all. One thing I did love though, is that uh, as you mentioned, there was a bunch of flashbacks. Everybody gets their own like kind of title card and their kind of origin story. And then there's the one with the water bottle. (laughs) It came out of nowhere. Like that's fucking ridiculous. Um, So I did like that. Um, if I never see another group of people at a wedding vomiting blood, I will be fine. <laughs> that was disgusting, and they showed it over and over and over again. I'm like, all right, I get it. That's that's great. He kills Bad Bunny, and he has his own compartment like to himself for the whole thing. Like, there's this dead body just in his compartment. No one goes in there at all. I I understand it's a cartoon. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to tie any reality to it but i needed a kernel of something to tie into well, I this i think that it's supposed to be as they get closer to kyoto uh people are exiting the train and right. then the um, white death white had death. bought out most of the seats on the train going forward or right. something like that so what happened to my boy from the tv show heroes as the conductor like i was waiting for his they set up that he's like you know ready to kick brad pitt's character off and there is no payoff he just kind of disappears so I'm like, I, there's nothing for me to, well, not nothing, but I couldn't grab any kind of tangible story elements in this movie. And that made it just kind of like fluffy goofiness that I could have watched on a couch. Aubrey Litchfield, I know you're not a big action movie guy. So, you know, what did you not like? Uh, I, I completely agree with Mark. Like, I, I could have watched this on the couch and been totally fine. And not hated it nearly as much. But the fact that I had to take time out of my day to go to the movie theater and pay for this movie was obnoxious. I think that it had the potential to be a really good story, but it was too comedic. And and that paired with action doesn't ever work well for me. There, there's not been a movie that I've enjoyed yet where I have watched like humor and action as one movie and 
thought this movie is fantastic. It's it always ends up stupid, and it always feels stupid. It just it's it works for me in video games, but not in movies. I I don't really enjoy Brad Pitt as an actor. I and he's just okay, but he's kind of subpar for me. I don't watch his movies, and I'm like, oh man, Brad Pitt did an amazing job. No, I don't. I don't really care about Brad Pitt. I don't. He's just eh. even in Fight Club, like he was he was okay. Edward Norton kind of was better for me than he was. He did a really good job at what he was doing, but I mean, I wasn't like, oh, he was my favorite character in Fight Club. And the really... opinions of Aubrey Litchfield do not reflect the opinions of So Wizard Podcast, <laughs> its affiliates or subsidiaries. He he's just I don't know he's just one of those actors that I watch and stuff and like he's good at the role that he's playing, but he never for me is. Like and I never think of him as somebody that I would cast in something. He's just a, an afterthought for me. But again, like he does a good job in what he's doing. I, I, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the target audience for this movie. <laughs> it's, it's very apparent. I am not the the target audience. I thought that the them being named after weird bugs and fruit was stupid. Um, I didn't really understand that they're all named after bugs and fruit. Why? Why is that a thing? And like you said, that Thomas the Tank Engine joke was it was it just went on too long. Um, it's like when a kid tells you a joke and you're like, okay, that was funny the first time, but then they tell you five more times. It's it's like that. Like we we're overdoing it at this point. But yeah, I I think if I had watched this for free, I wouldn't have been as butthurt about it but <laughs> i would have gone into it expecting it being a free movie rather than expecting it being something that was trying to make its money back all right all right well ugh, th- uh, there's a lot here that i like but i i'm actually now that i've said it gonna agree with aubrey a little bit i like brad pitt in this movie but there's it doesn't it there's nothing that jumps out that said it had to be brad pitt in this movie yeah nothing about the role nothing about the performance says to me that it had to be Brad Pitt. It couldn't be any other actor. It had to be Brad Pitt. You know, a lot of the other roles are similar, but they're, they're, I don't know if they're working for scale because they're like, you know, friends with the director. I mean, the, it's the guy that directed the first John Wick. I'll co-directed the first John Wick. He did Deadpool 2, uh, you know, rising star in Hollywood. Uh, but like we're talking and like Aubrey had mentioned, you know, we're talking about a movie trying to make its money back. So you really think we could have maybe, I don't know, cut out Brad Pitt Ryan Reynolds and Channing Tatum. Some of the actors in this are are some pretty decent names. It feels like you could have cut like half the budget off by maybe going with (laughs) unknown people and the movie wouldn't have lost anything. I don't think you could ever take uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson or Brian Tyree Henry out of the movie. I think they were just too good in the role. Like I can't imagine someone else doing that. They were great. But I mean, did Zazie Beats really need to show up for 15 minutes? Well, you know, this is all again, this isn't. um this isn't like super like laid out. This is basically the, the director of Deadpool wants to hang out with his friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, Brad Pitt made a cameo in Deadpool, too. So now they get to work together for a little bit longer. And this time, Ryan Reynolds is making a cameo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just friends hanging out, making making a big budget action movie and then, you know, a little pocket change on the side. So it's like a Adam Sandler movie, but it's actually a good movie. They're making. <laughs> I was thinking that I wasn't going to say it, but yes, you're correct. All right. And, you know, I think it runs out of a little steam in the middle. There's only so much you can do with people trapped on a train in a small space. 
There's so much you can do. Uh, they do as much as they possibly humanly can, but at some point, you know, you almost wish it could open up a little bit more. And I know it's called bullet train. It's not called bullet train and go do other stuff, but uh, it, it would have been nice to see it kind of open up a little bit more. Some of the action scenes, while awesome, uh, were in constrained spaces, so you couldn't really pull back and see a lot. Uh, I could have done without some of the cameos. That you know, it's one of the big things. Right? I didn't need Sandra Bullock at the end. I didn't need Ryan Reynolds, Channing Tatum. Uh, most of the humor hit for me, at least. I know we talked about the Thomas the Train gags. Um, most of the humor hit. Some of it didn't. Another gag I loved was uh, Tangerine Lemon arguing over how many people they killed. And then it, it shows you a flashback that was like 10 minutes long of the, how many people they killed, yeah. keeping tally of them. I thought that was hilarious. Um, but, you know, some of this stuff didn't really work plot wise. The entire plot the uh, prince had to get father to pull the gun out and try to shoot her. Yeah. Was so convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that I, and I appreciate it for the movie being goofy and the movie's goofy. That's what it is. You know, the movie's like Bad Bunny shows up and he dies within five minutes by like. The, the knife bouncing the wrong way. Like I, I get it. That's the kind of movie it is, but man, like really that was her, her plan was that was so fucking convoluted. Like why didn't she just shoot him? <laughs> I don't get it. So, uh, but those are all really nitpicks. I really did like the movie uh, a lot. Markellis Reagan's what was, who's your favorite character out of all of the people introduced in this movie? You know, I was really hoping that uh, Scorpion and his son storm shadow would have like a bigger story. <laughs> Or they felt like it felt like they were in it and they were a part of it, but I didn't feel any like oomph to them. But I was glad to see them in it. But I'm I gonna- think it's because they were wrapped up in what I just mentioned was uh, the prince's convoluted plan. That at the end of the day, you're just kind of like that's really convoluted way to get this done. Yeah, <laughs> like there, there was just no other way to do this. Like I feel like them being wrapped up in it really kind of kind of shit the bed for their characters. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. But I, I will say, and I probably already gave it away, but I think Tangerine and Lemon, I think they're just hilarious. And the fact that they were twins, I thought was hilarious. <laughs> uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is just, he's awesome. Uh, Brian Turner is always awesome. But I was like, he, Aaron Taylor Johnson was so good that I'm like, maybe I do want a Craven movie. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I've been wrong about this. So uh, yeah, those are my two favorites. Aubrey Litchfield, what character did you like the best out of all of them? The water bottle. I did like when that water bottle got stuck in the vending machine and the little girl was just swearing at it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really. Probably Aaron Taylor Johnson, just because he's he's come such a long way um, as an actor. I think it was really interesting to see him in that in that role. But I don't don't know. The concession girl. She stole my fucking joke. I hate you so much right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say a train concession girl played by Karen Fukuhara, but, uh, you know, it's hard. It's hard to not agree with Mark and Aubrey, you know, Uh, Tangerine Lemon were awesome. (laughs) I thought they were great. Uh, And as much as we poo pooed on some of the uh, the jokes and stuff, uh, you know calling people a diesel right. <laughs> it's pretty funny especially if you've watched a lot of thomas the train engine so uh as i have uh, aubrey did your son ever make you watch tons of thomas he played with thomas um i didn't can't say he watched it as much he he watched it for a little bit but not as much as he watched other stuff 
Okay. Yeah. But it was he did have like all the toys. Yeah. It was yeah. nonstop here. Like there's times it was running 24 seven on the TV. So I, I did, I did enjoy the jokes. I can understand why maybe it didn't hit the same for Mark. Do you want a bullet train sequel, Mark Ellis Reagan? <laughs> no, God, no. Jesus Christ. Could you even fa- <laughs> conceptualize what one would be about? Well, if it's, well, if you get Sandra Bullock in it, maybe it'd be on a boat. It'd be on a cruise ship. <laughs> bullet train two cruise control. <laughs> exactly. Aubrey Litchfield, the sequel. No, I, I don't really care to see a sequel. I can't even see how they could do a sequel and have it be good. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch um, something in the same vein by the same director again, but I don't think I need to see the exact same cast or anything come back. I, I don't know how much money this is going to make or how well it's going to do. Uh, it definitely gave me a vibe of like, I love this, but man, I could see people not liking this similar to Nope, Mark Ellis. It just, when people were walking out at the end, instead of how they were at the end of Nope, uh, and whether it's bewildered and confused for the most part, people seem to enjoy it. So it's just gave me that same kind of vibe. You know, it's a movie where I was like, I really like this, but I could 100% see somebody saying I hated this fucking movie. Yeah. It's one it's in, I don't know how it was in, in your theater, my theater, they, you know, they laughed at certain points, but no one was like really, you know, there wasn't like a super loud laugh or, or, or applause or any kind of like real connection to it. And I went to see it like, you know, opening weekend night. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know how well this is going to play with like a major audience, I, but I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be certain people are going to tune into its frequency. I really like it. I think the biggest uh, reaction in our theater was at the end when um, Lemon hits the prince with the van. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably the biggest uh, reaction in our in our theater. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the only way to finish this off, guys, is we got to score it zero to five, five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you have for Bullet Train? Uh, I'm going to give it a two. Jesus. I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like the greatest movie I've ever seen. It just it was OK. I would have liked it a lot more had I not seen it in theaters. OK. Uh, Marcellus Reagans. I'm going to give it a three and a half. You know, if it had a. Uh, a character that I could latch onto or a story, uh, a third act of the story that really solidified everything else. This would be, it would be much higher, but you know, three and a half, I think is about fair. Okay. Uh, I am going to go for a four. I'm going to go four out of five. I know that seems a little high, but I had a great time watching it. I loved most of the action set pieces. I liked all the characters, the vibe, the humor, uh, you know, and we got some hotties in here. So that's going to bump the score a little bit. So (laughs) four out of five for me. Honestly, this is probably in my top five of the year right now. Get Um, the fuck out of here. You got to watch more movies, man. I have watched 93 movies this year, Mark Ellis. This is in a top five. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) We'll see. You got a long way to go to December. So, all right. Well, maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Jump on a social media comment on good pods. Let us know if we are right or wrong or which one of us you agree with. And now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up. And we are going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield. What do you got? That's a fantastic question. Well, the new the new courses for Mario Kart are out. So if you have Mario Kart and you have that uh, extra pass for your Nintendo Switch Online, go try out the new courses because after a while they get a little monotonous. So having new courses is kind of nice. And that's on the Switch? Yes, sir. Awesome. All right. Well, Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Uh, yeah, if you like action movies, uh, not Aubrey, but uh, 
anyone else, if you like action movies, uh, there is a great YouTube, um, I guess, podcast. Uh, Scott Atkins, who is a oh yes, um, action star, but not for like the big big movies, more like the slightly lower than A movies. Uh, but he has a podcast where he interviews a lot of people who are in action movies, who are behind it, who are in front of the camera. Uh, and because he's an action star, you know, he interview techniques might not be the best, but he's able to get some really cool interviews. I don't think I've ever heard an interview with the director of the raid, like a full interview. And he sits down with him for an hour and talks to him. So, uh, Michael Jai White, uh, Cynthia Rothrock, um, uh, honey, I want to say moneymaker who does like all of the stunts for black widow. Uh, the guys from the honey raid, boo -boo. Sorry. <laughs> not honey boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah scott atkins sits down and he talks about action movies with people who are in action movies it's called the art of action and it's on youtube awesome well i will recommend that you go to sowizardpodcast.com where you'll find the podcast every week links to all our social media accounts on the right hand side of the page you'll find links to all our video and patreon content as well so check out sowizardpodcast.com don't forget to subscribe to us on itunes spotify good pods or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts we will be there check out our aforementioned youtube channel where you'll find hours of free exclusive content on there adam's dropping videos like crazy at youtube.com backslash so wizard podcast we just dropped our terrific con cosplay wrap up and a bunch of interviews as well so check it out we've got our patreon you can support the show monetarily and get extra exclusive content it's patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast uh this month it's the only place to hear our review of prey which is currently streaming on Hulu. And uh, yeah, what, what do we got going on? I will tell you, Mark, uh, I did watch Scott Atkins is close range okay. a few weeks ago. And uh, the movie itself is terrible, but the action scenes, <laughs> whew, very, very good. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the aforementioned Prey, which is uh, going to be our Patreon review this month. Uh, definitely you should check it out. And... Don't forget to go check out Bodies, 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 which is coming to theaters, starring uh, Aubrey's favorite, Pete Davidson. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, my friends, is what we'll be reviewing next week on the podcast. But that's going to do it for this week for episode number 418 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. So long, and thanks for all the fish. And the experts, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagans. Uh, a quick RIP to Olivia Newton-John. Everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week for Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. The Bodies. Good journey. Oh, yeah.